Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time it is where you are, welcome. And thank you so much for listening in. My name is Key, and this is Musings in Real Time. This is episode five, and today we're musing about anger. I think I mentioned anger a couple episodes ago and never came back around to it. And there are a few reasons for that. First of all, I have spent quite a bit of time being angry as of late. Actually, not even as of late. This anger just keeps popping up. I like to say, you know, never make decisions or do things when you're experiencing high emotion. And that could be negative or positive emotions because it's going to skew your view. So I really did not want to speak on anger while experiencing such intense rage because it really, it really was rage. Everyone, (laughs) as far as I know, has experienced, does experience, will experience anger. It's an emotion. It's perfectly natural to experience it. I have heard people tell children not to get angry. I've heard people say, you know, we don't need to get angry. There's no need for anger. And I strongly disagree with that. Anger is important. All of our emotions are important. It informs us of what we're going through. Helps us relate to what we're going through. Or relate to people around us. It serves a purpose. So I don't subscribe to the idea that we should not be angry. I do, however, believe that we need to be mindful of how we experience and display our anger. That's the important thing, in my opinion. I think that anger is one of those basic emotions. Like, we have basic emotions and then we have the more complex emotions. And our basics are things like, you know, what you would learn about as a kid. Happy, sad, angry. Like these are very basic and we don't really get into details. And when you say these emotions, I think most of us have similar general ideas of what they are. It's not like a something that's more complex. Like... Depressed, and I don't mean depressed in relation to the diagnosis because that's something different. Um, I do feel that people can experience depressed feelings even if they don't have a depressive disorder. Um, It is an emotion (laughs) as well as a diagnosis. But... That's one that I would consider to be more complex than just sad. 
you know, and it, it looks and it feels different for everyone. But when we say sad, we all kind of have the same general idea of what that is. Same thing with anger. Anger shows that you're displeased about something, but it, it's more than just being displeased, right? It means that this thing is affecting you to the point where there's a significant change maybe in your communication, your interactions, your functionality, right? So for me, I like to teach children that it's okay to be angry and to pay attention to what angers them. Your triggers, right? We need to know what our triggers are. And you may be surprised when you sit down and think about what triggers your anger. For me, I have always been triggered by other people. However, uh, those triggers are abnormal, right? My responses to these triggers are abnormal. For instance, it's perfectly natural to become angry because someone has said something that upset you someone has insulted you um said mean or nasty things to or about you right i think that is a common experience that most of us have had however if we pay closer attention to what's being said that's where we may start to vary and we may notice some abnormalities, right? So for example, I get upset when certain people just talk to me. It makes me angry when certain people just talk to me and they could just be saying hello. They could just be saying good morning, like something that in normal circumstances would not trigger anger but it triggers me and there's many reasons for that it's not all because of the same reason most recently it's been because i am fed up <laughs> i am fed up with certain individuals and certain situations to the point where everything is triggering to me so what does that tell me? It tells me that I, I need to get out <laughs> for one. Take myself out of these situations so that I do not have to deal with it any longer. And I think some of us experience that when we've overstayed our welcome in a place. And like I believe in the universe. So the universe has literally been pushing me out. Because I did not get out in enough time. And so it's kind of like a now or never sort of thing um, that I'm going through. And so I am making moves to remove myself from certain situations. But when you get fed up, when simple things cause you to feel angry or intense rage... That's something to pay attention to. That is your body and your mind 
signaling that something is not right, signaling that you are well past a boundary that you set for yourself. Now, how you respond in this situation is very important. I could lash out at people. I could cuss people out. I could put my hands on people. These are the things that are inappropriate. Again, I don't agree with telling people that we should not experience and feel anger. I do agree with being mindful of the way we respond to it. So... It would be completely inappropriate for me to scream and shout and cuss at someone who just said good morning to me. Just because I'm angry that I am having to even hear their voice or see their face. And that creates a bigger conflict, right? Some people think that when you respond in a way that does not reflect anger when you are angry, that you are being fake. And we we actually, I, I don't want to say we're obsessed, but we constantly think about people being fake and not being genuine and trying to play us. It's something that I hear commonly come up in conversations. That's not being fake to me. To say good morning to someone who spoke to me, even if I don't want to be in their presence, is not being fake. Now, ha-ha and kicking and hanging out with that person (laughs) when I don't want to that is fake and again our anger helps us to keep track of where we are on our own boundary lines right so the boundary I've set with certain individuals is I am not engaging with you any more than I have to that is my boundary so if I engage someone in conversation and this conversation just makes me more and more upset that's because I've crossed my own boundary line that I set I know sometimes when children get upset about certain things I used to be guilty of this but we would say That's nothing to be angry about. That's nothing to be upset about. Why are you mad about that? And I had to stop saying that because we don't get to dictate how other people respond to anything. It's not for us to decide. It's for each individual to decide. I absolutely hate hearing people chew and eat. I hate it. And sometimes it makes me angry. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes I just find it annoying. There are other factors that play into that. There are some people who never get upset about it. 
So if they were to come to me and say, why, why does that make you angry? That's a stupid thing to be mad about. Well, now I'm mad that you said that <laughs> because it's invalidating, right? It's saying to that person that the emotions they're experiencing in that moment are wrong. And you can't tell someone their emotions are wrong. What you can do is try to guide them in understanding if there's an abnormality there and in trying to respond appropriately. But I think it's so damaging to try to dictate how other people should feel. Something that used to trigger me badly as a kid was peas on my plate. Like peas, just a pile of peas, which we did not eat peas a lot. Um, more often than not, they were in mixed vegetables. And that, it's like, I don't like them. And I hate that they ruined the mixed vegetables. And I used to try to eat them without the peas. So I would like take my peas out and then eat my vegetables. But a couple times, maybe a few times, we would have just peas, like peas in a can. And I would get extremely irrationally angry when these peas were on my plate. I cannot tell you why. I do, I do not know why to this day. I don't know why. That's not normal. That's not something that falls within the range of what we consider normal. Now, I have thought about many reasons why it could be that I was so triggered by peas, but it doesn't change the fact that me getting so, so upset to the point where I wanted to throw my plate and have a fit. I really did. Like, whenever they were on my plate, it was just like, instantly it doesn't matter what kind of mood I was in before now I'm just angry and I want to destroy things and I want to toss that plate with the peas on it and the rest of my food even though the rest of the food were usually items that I like I just want to get rid of all of it in the most violent of ways that is not normal however I never acted on it because I did not want to get into trouble <laughs> So I never, that's, that's the rage and the fit that I had on the inside, which created a whole nother issue, but I never acted on it, but that is an abnormal thing to get upset about. And if someone had said to me, that's a stupid thing to be mad about. That's nothing to be mad about. I would have just been more upset. Because how dare you tell me that I can't be upset about something. There's a much better way to have these conversations with people. And it's through understanding. So a lot of people, I, from what I have heard in people's conversations, they may ask, why are you so mad about that? But they are not asking for understanding they're asking to criticize and you know they're asking to criticize 
Because even when given an explanation, they don't accept it and they shut that person down. And this is damaging, whether it's for a kid or an adult that's in the situation. Again, we're dealing with someone invalidating your anger. So I try to make it a conversation. There's something that I do with my younger nephew. Um, I ask him a lot of questions. I ask him a series of questions so that I can understand and that we can move forward um, however way we need to proceed. But when someone is angry about something that I don't understand, and I don't always catch it, sometimes I still respond in a critical way, especially when I just, I don't get it. Um, and I'm working on that. But I try to ask questions. First of all, why, why are you angry? Why are you upset? It's an important one that opens the door for them to explain their emotions if they want to. Because how can you understand if you don't give them the chance to explain? Then after they explain, create a larger dialogue about it. Right? With kids, especially much younger children, sometimes they don't have the vocabulary to explain what they're angry about. You have to remember, we all started as babies whose only form of communication is through noise, right? We don't have words to explain. And we don't, as far as I know, come here with all of the understanding of our native languages. We learn, just like adults learn, how to understand their kid or the children that they're around. So screaming, hollering, having a fit are perfectly natural responses to anger when you're a small child or a baby. Less so when you're an adult because a lot of people feel like you should know by now. But again, that's assumptions. You assume because you know and other people that you know know that everyone's going to know. And we can't fairly make that assumption for various reasons but I've heard someone once say to stop telling children to use their words and I will never stop telling children to use their words if I know that they have some kind of vocabulary that will help me understand then I'm going to encourage them to use that vocabulary but I am also going to respond to whatever it they're doing or whatever noise they're making. So my my youngest niece, she doesn't have all of her vocabulary yet. She's still learning how to talk. So I will tell her that she looks upset. She looks angry. I see she's crying. And I'll ask her to tell me what happened as best she can. Because that's how I'm going to understand. If I don't understand what the problem is, then my attention is going to be on her behavior. Right? Soothing her as best I can. So that she's not as angry. Because sometimes when people are not as angry, they communicate better. And that goes for kids as well as adults. 
when I am angry sometimes I can't talk because I can't talk appropriately <laughs> what what wants to come out of my mouth is not appropriate and so I shut down I don't have a middle either I say nothing or I say too much and so I just say nothing um again an abnormality because a lot of people learn how to talk through their anger and I don't I don't have that I just don't have that capability all of the time and so mine is shutting down and we can revisit it later maybe and so here recently a lot of the times I I just am not saying anything because what's going to come out of my mouth is going to be inappropriate mean and create conflict and I don't want any of that I don't know who exactly modeled how to respond to anger uh, in my early years because we, we learn from observation, right? From the time we get here, we learn from observation. Um, as I got a little older, though, I did get the chance to observe family members, peers, randos in the community, and how they responded to anger. And something I feel like we don't talk a lot about is our emotional responses when we make these observations. I've never liked loud people. I've always had a problem with people who are just too loud. People who talk loud, people who yell, like always. It's always been a problem for me and I try to avoid them. No offense to anyone, but if my introduction to you is you being loud I'm probably not going to like you much at first if at all or I'm going to try to avoid you that's just it's just how it is that's not to say I'll never interact with you but it will be more difficult for me if the first time I've ever met you or saw you you were loud so when I'm angry, I, like a lot of people, want people to know that I'm angry. And sometimes that comes with wanting them to feel bad. So what do we do if you're like this? You copy the behaviors that you observe that made people feel bad, right? And this is... This is where bullying kind of comes in for a lot of kids because bullying stems from anger. It creates anger and it comes from wanting people to feel bad. So when I'm angry at someone, I want them to know that I'm angry. I may get loud because again, that's a personal thing that I don't like. And so I'm going to get loud with you. 
I may want to name call and insult. Again, a personal thing that I don't like, so I'm going to try it on you. If I get physical, that's a personal thing that I don't like, so I'm going to try it on you, right? Because we, we want this other person to feel bad, so we're using what we don't like against them to see what sticks, right? And that's why you have a lot of people who, when they're up against someone that they can't enrage and they can't get angry and upset, they just escalate because the personal things that they don't like, the personal things that would get them riled up, aren't working. And that just infuriates them more. It just infuriates them more. I try to tell people as best you can when you're in a situation where you're up against someone who's angry and upset, try to keep your cool because anger triggers anger and that creates conflict. Let somebody be in conflict with themselves. And if it's an issue that you all need to talk about, and eventually resolve you do that after the anger has passed because if you don't then we're going to go to that pattern of let let me find something that I can use as a weapon and that's going to create conflict all over again and we're not going to come to a good or fair or honest resolution I did not like conflict as a kid And yet there was a part of me that because I've always I've always had an issue with feeling vengeful for whatever reason. I don't know the reason, but I've always had a problem with being vengeful, Um, but I didn't like conflict. And so whenever I was like angry it wasn't something that I could openly express because, again, I, I couldn't express it in appropriate ways. Like, I remember being very young in kindergarten, first or second grade. I don't know because I was in the same class for all three years. Um, but someone, a classmate, had made me so angry. Probably this girl that was bullying me. But also, I used to get angry at other people for other things. So, I don't remember quite who it was. And my internal response, just my thinking for whatever reason, was this person made me angry. Now, I want them to hurt. I want to fight them. I want to drag them across this floor. I would like to hit them with this chair. Like very violent internal thoughts in response to this anger. Now, as a child, I was not allowed to watch things that were not for children. And that that was true up until I was in like high school, still having to watch things. That's within my age range. And my mom was really big on Christianity. And so like I was not allowed to watch like music videos um I was not allowed to watch a lot of the shows and movies that like my cousins would watch 
And so to be perfectly honest, I do not know where I got that, that mentality from of wanting to hurt people. Um, there must have been something in my environment that I saw at some point or from what I believe, um, certain emotional impressions get passed on. So I, I, I feel like I come from an angry people listening to some of the stories, um, about some of my family members. So it could just be in my genetic code, that anger. And honestly, I, I wonder sometimes how I would have been if I was not raised in fear and anxiety um, from going to hell because that's that's what kept me from enacting on those thoughts. It's like, I don't want to go to hell. But then that, again, led to issues in and of itself. But that also led to me not learning how to appropriately express and deal with the anger that I experienced. I feel like we don't have enough conversations about what to do when you're when you're mad and what makes you mad. And then sometimes, honestly, even when we express like these things make me angry. People will use that against you when they're trying to make you angry so that they can justify treating you a certain way, right? For instance, if I know that the sound of tapping ticks you off and I'm trying to pick a fight if I constantly tap, 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 that's something that's so subtle that other people may not notice. But you will notice and you will get riled up. So when you explode, you yell or do whatever in response to me triggering your anger, I can then come in and yell back. And respond with my own anger. Because maybe you pissed me off earlier that morning. We have a lot of people who will manipulate you into an angry expression so that they can respond. And this is something I have noticed sometimes with celebrities um i don't often follow what happens with celebrities i don't care about those people i don't know them <laughs> so when people bring things up i usually have to go like read an article or something because i'm just not aware and I, I like to look at the comments and see what conversations are being held because sometimes we have seen situations where unfortunately one party is manipulated into anger by another party and then that party is responsible for their reactions to feeling angry. 
someone is pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until they respond. And their response is so much more open and noticeable than the triggers that led them there. And that's another reason why I try to be careful in how I deal with my anger. And I tell other people to be careful with how you deal with your anger. And it there's a trigger that you need to remove yourself from so things don't escalate. Remove yourself. Just take yourself away from it. Because people love to look at how you respond, right? And that's going to be the thing that they remember and talk about, especially if they don't see what led to that response. Uh, People get pretty one-sided in situations like this. So I feel like overall... It's important to know what your triggers are, but it's also important to know where your anger stems from, because if you are someone who needs to work on how they respond to anger, how can you do that unless you understand where your anger comes from? Dealing with those roots, right? You have to get to the root of the issue. I think a lot about the way people in my family respond to anger. About the time it takes for them to get angry. You know, they say some people have shorter fuses. Well, why is that? How long is your fuse? Like mine is... It varies. Again, I have some abnormal triggers. And also, it depends on my mind state at the time. So, these are all things that you, you have to take into account. And I just don't feel like we we learn enough about emotions in general to have and use them responsibly. Honestly, the most I learned about feelings was the basics. Happy, sad, mad, afraid, like... Those things that they teach you in grade school, which probably not everyone has learned. I used to be so fascinated by the feelings chart. And I was floored when I saw that there were charts that had like 20, 30, 40, 50 emotions on them. But all we get are the name and a facial expression. And that is not nearly enough. I feel like, honestly... Schools, and I know schools already have so much on their plates, but sometimes, let's be real, they're focusing on the wrong things. Like, (laughs) I feel like we should also spend time teaching about just being a human. It doesn't come naturally to everyone. And it'll help us to understand each other better when we can openly talk about our experiences. Like I have spent my entire life trying to be a human and copy what I see other humans doing. I don't agree with, again, telling people what they should and shouldn't be angry about. 
And there's always a deeper story that cannot be understood simply in a five-minute conversation, right? I think that we should be teaching children that, number one, their emotions are valid. But let's sit with it and let's think about it a little bit more. And guiding them through these emotional experiences that they have. Because that's going to set them up for how they respond to these emotions in the future. If you have a kid who has a tantrum every time they're angry and that's never corrected and that's never addressed. They become these adults who have tantrums. Unprovoked. Because they feel that this is the right response. This is how I behave when I'm mad. And then when that's challenged, that's even more of a problem because they haven't been challenged before. And people hate hearing that they're wrong. Sometimes some of these people are just flat out wrong. But no one has explained that to them since they were children. It's just been, uh, it's just having another tantrum. Give them what they want and they'll stop. Or they'll get over it. When my kids are having a tantrum, I let them feel their feelings. This is their way of expressing right now. And also, like, trying to communicate with people when they're angry. Like, some of that is going to go out the window. Like, anger really creates this film. And it's kind of hard to get through that film. But after you have this tantrum, let's have a conversation about whether or not it was helpful and productive and how you can respond better next time. Let's talk about how this impacted the people around you. Let's talk about how it impacted you. Did it help you feel better? Having a fit in the floor like that. Because let's be real. Some people do feel better. After they have a fit in the floor. Okay well let's create a time and place. Out in the middle of the grocery store. That is not the time or the place. It's not. When you're at home. And you need a minute. Go to, go to your beanbag corner. But then after you have your fit, come back and let's talk about it. Or that didn't really make you feel any better, did it? Okay, so let's let's think of what would make you feel better. Something we could try next time. And some of us need to have these conversations with ourselves or with our friends or partners or family members, what have you, even Though we're in our adult years. We like to put an age on these things. Like if you didn't learn as a kid, you're just never going to learn. False. It's never too late to learn. Never too late. And if you really want to make the change, then you'd be willing to put in the work no matter what age you are. I have these internal meltdowns that no one knows about. Because 
again, I, I wasn't taught how to properly respond to emotions, but I did see what was not acceptable. And the way that I want to respond a lot of the times is not acceptable. So I didn't do it. But then I was just kind of stuck there left stewing, which is also not healthy. And so we have to think about what consequence that has in the future, thinking ahead, right? We have to consider if it's not healthy, because I feel like a lot of the times we say that things tied to our emotions aren't healthy, but we aren't thinking of how they're not healthy. I think a lot of people just say that to mean it's not okay. But unhealthy means it's having a negative impact on your mind or your body. And so trying to create healthier ways to respond I cannot just go scream in people's faces because they tell me good morning. (laughs) Either because I don't want to deal with people that day or I don't want to specifically deal with them. Like, that is not acceptable. What is acceptable is for me to be polite and respond with a good morning and not engage in further conversation. Because some people are out here smiling like I said having a good time with people that's pissing them off why because now you're sitting there stewing the whole time and this person doesn't realize that there's an issue and so what are they going to do they're going to continue behaving as though there is no issue now you're mad because they're texting you well you have opened the door for them to think that this is a good and positive relationship and it is not and it's not and now you just get angrier and angrier and angrier and what eventually happens we see it a lot you explode and that person is left thinking that what the heck like i (laughs) i didn't even realize we had a problem we have to really consider the impact our emotions have on us, especially our anger. Anger really gets a bad rap, but again, I think it's a very important emotion. It really helps us keep track of our boundaries. We don't experience anger for no reason. Even something as seemingly ridiculous as peas on a plate, there's a reason for that. I mean, I, I, like I said, I have my, um, I have my theories about some of these triggers that I have. Not all of them are based in normalities. Now, if you're dealing with abnormalities, that's, that's something completely separate that you may want to pay attention to, or maybe not, maybe you don't care and that's fine. I know mine stems from something that is outside of what is considered the norm. That's something important for me to know. If I go to my friend's house and she's making dinner, she doesn't know that peas on a plate is going to trigger me. How could she know that? That's that's not something that people normally get angry about. So it would be ridiculous for me to blame her 
and shout at her and create a problem for her for something she didn't know. Now, something that does fall within normal range is like insulting someone. That's something we do intentionally. Sometimes we offend people unintentionally. And that can very easily be resolved as long as we are in control of our emotional responses. Yes, you can get angry or upset if someone offends you. But be prepared for if they say it was unintentional. That's not to say you can't still be angry. But that's going to inform how you respond. I'm not going to respond the same way if I know someone is trying to make me mad versus someone accidentally upset me. Those require two different responses. Now, I am working through this uh, very trying time that I am in, trying to control my rage and be mindful of how I respond Uh Because not everything that I go through and not everyone I interact with is a contributor to the anger that I feel. And so I am trying to be mindful and just keep a lid on it. But that doesn't mean getting through the moment and moving on. That means revisiting it, thinking about what led me to be angry, how I responded, if my responses were helpful or healthy or what, engaging in coping strategies, that's another important thing that I think a lot of us just are not aware of or forget about, engaging in healthy coping strategies so that we can move on. Because the point is, for some of these triggers, it's not to completely get rid of them. There are some that maybe you will never be completely rid of. The point is to change how you respond to them, right? People are always going to be people. They're always going to exist, which means that at some point I'm going to be angry at a person for who knows what. But if I didn't like my response the first time, my goal is to have a better response the second time and the third and the fourth until my responses are appropriate and that can help reduce the impact of the trigger. It's kind of like working backwards, right? For some situations. And I think that's most true for those triggers that pop up that you can't really say like, it's definitely going to happen. With the triggers that you know are going to happen again and again, then yeah, you can kind of work forward. Here's the trigger. Here's how I could reduce the impact it'll have on me. But still being mindful of the way that you respond. Like I said, I, I was supposed to talk about anger a while ago, but I didn't want to talk about it right in the midst of being angry about things. I have definitely calmed down. And I have definitely dealt with some of the anger that I had. So thanks so much for listening. I'm going to head out. I'm going to go eat. I'm hungry. My cat just woke up again. So she probably, well, it's way too early for her to eat, but I'm going to (laughs) eat. 
I hope that you all have an amazing day or night. And if it's not, do at least one thing that will make it a little more amazing. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.